following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Sunday, November 6, 2022. Post-Halloween havoc. Christmas upon us everywhere. Screw Thanksgiving. Nobody cares anymore. Minus Turkey Day itself and all of the football games that will take place on said date. We are in full Christmas, Halloween, uh, Christmas whatever, holiday mode at this point. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can reach us at BrokenHelmetShow at gmail.com. Twitter is at HelmetBroken, at the Broken Helmet Pod on Instagram. Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't. It's absolutely confusing, but it is what it is. So here we are, Chris, week nine, the post-Halloween week of football and also the paramount off week for the NFL as there are six buys in total this week. So what are your fantasy lineups looking like with six teams off? Because I was running around trying to fill in holes today. Wait, somebody said that week 14 is a bigger by NATO. Is it really? That's that's what I heard. Maybe there is as many as six. Yeah, I wish I, I forgot to look that up. Yeah, but going off on your Christmas Christmas tangent, yes, I'm I'm already shopping for Christmas lights. Well, yeah, a month over a month out. Christmas lights, I kind of understand, right? Because once once you get too close to Christmas, they just go full retail. Which is who the hell wants to spend full retail on fucking Christmas lights, right? I mean. Yeah, you have like a two-week period where you can get them for like discount. Yeah, the fucking problem is that you never check last year's lights before the next year, right? So no. you wrap them all up, you throw them in the closet, and then all of a sudden the next year you, you come out, you bring them all out, you plug them in, and you're, oh man, this string's out, this string's out, I gotta go, ah, I missed all the sales. Okay, I'm an yeah. asshole. Yep. I'm an asshole, so... But, I mean, Thanksgiving, which used to, Look, you can't sell Thanksgiving. We all understand that, right? There's nothing to sell. You know, orange, pumpkin stuff, pumpkin plates, pumpkin decor, I guess, which is kind of rolled into Halloween anyway. So Yeah, you, luck, you lucked out on that one because pumpkins kind of roll over. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a little bit, but, I mean, for the most part, it is Halloween from, what, September on? And then it goes yes. right into Christmas. And if you go to like a, a Home Depot, forget it. I, Christmas happens in like August. <laughs> yeah. If you ever walked up, they have like the, the trees up, I think August or September. I usually post it on my Facebook when I see it. I'm just like, up oh, holiday season at Home Depot. So You do get a pretty good deal though if you buy them in September. I mean, as you should because it's five months yeah. away from the actual event. But yeah. I, don't know, I digress. We're talking about holiday retail shopping conversation. That's a podcast for an entirely different crowd. But anyway, here we are, week nine. Six, uh, six teams that are off. 
Like I asked, anything going on with your fantasy teams? Because it was a little screwy this week trying to fill in some of the gaps. Yeah, it wasn't <clears throat> totally horrible. You know, like a a CD Lamb, which could have been worse. Um, you know, before the season began, you were you were thinking he was going to be a number one, and he he hasn't really been that good. Not so even close. Yeah, so he doesn't really hurt you as much. The the Tony Pollard blowing up and then now going on by that I'm sure hurt some people. Yeah, well, uh, because they're going to come back and they're going to go right back to Zeke. Yeah, I know. They're going to kneecap poor Pollard. And it, I don't know. I can't figure out the Tony Pollard situation in the sense that every time he doesn't get the go, he seems to blow up. And then when it's put on his plate, I, you know, sometimes it hits, but most times it doesn't. And then they just go back to Zeke. Well, yeah, because the the story I read and and what was confirmed yesterday when I was watching, uh, I don't know, it was CBS or 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 ESPN, one or the other. They they were interviewing the offense coordinator and one of the assistant coaches, and they were saying that when when they do give him the lion's share of the workload, he gets tired, and and so they tried to see if they could get him out on wide receiver routes a little more often, but right, he right. was en- ending up more tired. And, you know, that's, I, I guess, you know, they, they don't want him having more than, I don't know, 30 to f- uh, 40 snaps a game or something. Yeah, it's, a, it's too bad because I guess if he had that kind of endurance, he'd be the surefire a number one running yeah. back in Dallas. I everybody yeah. clamors for him. I mean, you you hear people clamoring for Tony Pollard like you hear people clamoring for Trey Lance still. You know, put him in. Yes. I can put him in. He's so great. We can't go wrong. Uh but as soon as he comes back next week, all of a sudden he'll probably be one to Pollard's one A, I guess, I would imagine. Well that's why like a Ladanian Tomlinson was so unique in the fact that he was so small but just could handle anything. Yeah, different era. I, th- those running backs in those days, I mean, there was one. Every team had one. This whole thought process of having two running backs, I didn't even exist. You know, yeah. if you lost your t- premier running back, I don't know, 10 years ago, it was like, oh, shit, what do we got to do? We got to go trade for somebody. You were like the Jets, right? You lost yes. Brees Hall and then turn around and trade for Brian Robinson, of all people. <laughs> Brian yeah. fucking Robinson. Yeah. What? What are we doing? But you know. yeah, but uh, you know, all in all, it's actually not a bad week. I, you know, Nick Chubb is really, really good, and or he's been really, really good this year. So that's kind of a that's kind of a loss. And the 49ers have you know some players that are are averaging you know RB two WR two. You know, I, I don't believe what we saw out of Christian McCaffrey last week is what you're going to see every week. That's absurd. It's I mean, been an I, okay I, two weeks, though. Last week, obviously, being, you know, uh, the better of the two. Right? Two sure. weeks ago, he was okay. And then last week, you know, three touchdowns, passing, running, receiving. It was kind of gimmicky. But congratulations sure. to McCaffrey owners. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still McCaffrey, and he needs to get through, like, a season or two of not getting, not being on the injury report every week to prove to people that he's, you know, 
back to whatever he is. He's a small dude, you know? Yeah, he never was big. I, he just had a couple of good seasons in Carolina where he his health was a clean bill. And yep. then once he started getting dinged up a little bit, all of a sudden they were big injuries, right? I mean, they were out for an entire year, which screwed yeah. up fantasy owners because what do you do? Here's a guy that gets you monster points, so if he's there, do you take him? Or uh, I don't want to do that because even if he does get a ton of – a ton of points for you. He only plays 10 weeks out of the year. It's a shame that, you know, people like him can't stay healthy for like a dynasty fantasy era, you know, like they just, anybody who's, I can't name anybody outside of a quarterback, any position outside of a quarterback that dominates, you know, the statistical, uh, categories for more than two seasons in a row, you know, three three at most. And I guess because my frame of reference is bigger playing fantasy for longer, but it just wasn't like that. Well, you played for a while too, so you'll remember those days as well. But I, I, I think it's the part of fantasy that, you know, hits me the wrong way right now is that you used to be able to go into any kind of fantasy season, into any draft, with a set plan, and it worked or it didn't. Or you could kind of plan around, uh, you know, shit scenarios with your draft and your lineup. Okay, what do I want to get if this doesn't work out? Uh, maybe I'll go here. But now, with the fluctuation of the preseason and then the sheer amount of injuries that have been coming... It makes it really lottery, and I think we talked about this like a week or two ago. But yep. regardless, you know, you know what I mean. It, it's just tough to plan around. Yep, it's very hard. That's why people have started to come up with different plans for fantasy, and that's why you see uh, NFL teams wasting a second and a third round pick on a running back, or as or a first round and a fourth round pick on a quarterback, right? Because it's just it's. Dudes are getting so big. This is part of the problem. We were talking about this last week and when I was on, on vacation with Rocky and Hamilton. And like the way it breaks down very simply in today's day and age is that you can't hit high, so you hit low. But you can't hit low, so you have to hit around the mid the mid area, right? It's like you have like kneecap and to like uh, um, shoulder to hit somebody. Yeah, fine. Right. The kneecap targeting has been beyond this year. I'm I'm watching games, and every game I'm like, oh no, I hope that. All right, he's okay. Oh no, we see her. Ah, all right, he's okay. They tackle right. so low all the time. It's amazing. There's not more ACL and MCL injuries. They're just they're trying to adapt to where the NFL wants them to tackle. But you can't control a 250-pound in-flight player. Like, they're, they're, who knows where they're going to land once they jump? Yeah, I, it, I understand them it, trying to protect the head, but I agree with you that the downstream effects of having them limited, limiting the head hits is thereby producing all kinds of other injuries at yes. a higher clip than yes. what you would come to expect. Right, they're they're teaching them to tackle, but 
it's very tough to teach someone to tackle who's 300 fucking pounds. Like, how, you know, like, how, how are they supposed to control themselves that much? Like, they want, they want them to do arm tackles, but, like, how do you arm tackle a 240-pound running back? Well, we were talking about quarterbacks, talking about, the like, the arm tackles, is that what... Now, they'll probably address this in the offseason. They said as much. However, what do you do with a quarterback where you can't really pop him because anything that you do to hit him it could be considered, uh, you know, whatever, unsportsmanlike conduct, roughing the passer. And yet, if you try to, you know, do grab them with an arm tackle and they stand up, they don't call and in the grasp anymore. Right, yeah. like they, they give the quarterback as much time as possible to get rid of the ball. So it's like, look, I can either pound him and put him in the ground and end this down, or I cannot hit him because I don't want to get flagged, and I'll try to arm tackle him, but I'm going to also thereby give him an extra like two seconds to try to get the ball off because they're not going to blow the whistle. Like You can't have it both ways. Yeah, it's exactly how it is. Yeah, and it, it it sucks because it's just created this disjointed game flow where <laughs> between the injuries and the penalties, I mean, defense has got to – if you're a defensive player in the NFL, right, you've got to feel completely neutered at this point. Completely. It's – I don't even know how how they're supposed to – fight this like how do you how do you you can't you can't control what the nfl administrative side does right like nfl teams are just nfl teams like they they can't control if nfl says we don't want this what are what are what's the what are the teams gonna do i i don't know it's just weird to watch the because it's all, the, the league's almost like developmental in the sense that they're trying to figure out the best way to play football going forward. Uh, don't they sign waivers? Uh, in I never understood that. Don't the players sign waivers? For what? Waivers for, for what? For injury and injury settlements and things like that. When they sign their contracts. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's something... I, you know, I probably should for as long as I followed the league. I just don't know. I imagine that in their contracts or in the collective bargaining agreement, there's got to be some kind of verbiage that references the fact that it's a violent sport that could suffer injury at any given moment. Right. So, like, if you break your neck, God forbid, you can't just go and sue the team for $100 million. Which is probably why they can change these rules so abruptly at any given moment and have the impact it does on the health of the players. Correct. For instance, That's... like the turf right now, right? Turf has got to go. The turf's no good. It, it's been proven. The The data's there. Whatever's going on with the new age of turfs or if it's just the evolution of the modern NFL player, these players playing on turf, turf blow out soft tissue left and right. Knees, Achilles. I, you never used to see this shit in the 80s and the 90s. Never. I don't even know about the early 2000s. J.C. Jackson, you know, just popping a patella tendon, running down the field covering somebody. Uh, you never saw that stuff in the 80s and the 90s. Could be also they're 
they're training, man. Maybe they're overtraining. It could be that too, right? It's become a year-long sport, and the modern athlete is just doing obsessed with getting bigger, and training stronger regiments and... that you've never seen before. Right? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, anyway, uh, week nine is upon us. Let's hop in. We'll see how we did last week, and then we'll jump into all of the games this week. First down. And like I said, the stats for last week are as follows. The favorites came out on top. Haven't seen that all much this year. They were 8-7 and seven versus the Dogs. The Dogs still have the season, but all the way down to 53%. So that is starting to even out. Again, Dogs that cover usually win five of those seven covers were outright wins. Home Dogs were 2-4, and four, so no luck for the Dogs. They, the Home Dogs there. Over-Unders went again in favor of the Unders, 8-7. to seven. Unders are about 60%. So we're talking about how defenses are neutered, yet you know, 60% of the games have been unders this year. So go figure, head-scratching. Uh, teasers, favorites you couldn't lose, 13-1-1. There was one push there. Dogs were 9-6. and six. And then overs and unders. Overs were 12-3. and three. Unders were 10-5. and five. As for us, I won last week. Yeah, good for me. 8-6. and six. You were 4-10, and ten, Chris, so I got you on the year still. I'll give you applause, by the way, anytime that you win, too. I'll, I'll even it out. I'll keep it even. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. So I got you on the year 48% to 43%. As for the tickets, sharps, and money, uh, the tickets, the Joes, the Joe Public, they were victorious last week, and they were over 500. The monies and the sharps were not, so go figure. That's the kind of week it was. Uh, tickets were 10-5, and five, by the way. Super picks, I was 5-0. and oh. Bombs away, baby. Didn't miss one of my super picks. 54% of the year. You were 2-3. and three. You're at 40%. And then down the line, our best, bets, both, our best bets both came in. Our teasers came in. Uh, our prop bets came in. So we were uh, pretty solid. I was a little bit more at an outstanding week, which is, uh, you know, few and far between for et moi, but there I am. So um, you did our, you know, what happened with your gambling? We'll get to it in the later segment. But like I referenced before the, I, I, before the show, I wasn't able to keep up with it. I had a good week of gambling. Did you come out on top even or what happened? No, I lost a couple hundred bucks. Man. I was actually in New Orleans and we were you can use your you can use your phone to bet there. Oh yeah, New Orleans you started up uh, an account? Well, I I already had a DraftKings account from I guess a couple years ago when I did it in over, uh, I think in Jersey or something. Okay. But all you got I guess they just geolocate you. Right. They yes. just they yeah, send yeah. out a signal. To make sure and, that you're within the jurisdiction that you're gambling. Yeah, so Rocky and I did a couple couple bets and I did, you know, cuz we've been doing player props every week, so I was like, damn, I got to do some player prop bets cuz I've been killing it. I have, you know, I haven't been losing. Your player so, prop last week came in, uh Foye Aluacon. Boom. Yeah, I know. Counted. Right. So he was one of them. <clears throat> so I did a four a four player player prop parlay and I and I bet I think it was 50 bucks to win like 500 something like that and I had uh it was all it was all uh uh tacklers I think and so I did 
foyer a luke whatever foyer a i did a looking i did pete werner from the saints okay i did uh 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 hufanga hufanaga yeah, yeah, yeah the safety from san fran who needed four and a half tackles and then i had eric kendricks Eric Kendricks had six tackles. What was it, six and a half? It was seven and a half. He had six tackles at halftime. And he wound up with seven. And it was seven, (laughs) seven and a half. And was he the one that you missed? Yes. Suck it, motherfucker. You'll get nothing and like it. Game over, man. It's game over. Brutal. 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 Yeah, that sucks. I, I... Like I was saying to you last week when we were just talking during the week, is that I think I I, I it's probably too late to do it this year, but I think I'm going to be starting some kind of stat as to legs of parlays or legs of teasers that hit, right? Because I can't tell you how many times I feel like it's three of four, four of five, five of six. It's always one short, yeah. right? So it's like Constantly. you pick great legs, but you screw it up by one of them, right? And then it's yep. like when you dial it down, and then you're like, oh, I'm just going to do a two-team parlay then. And then you go one to two. It's yeah. it's just funny. So it's like you're 0% of your parlays, although you hit 75% of all your legs. Like, How the fuck can I do that? It's impossible. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah. You, you should be able to... Oh, I wish you could do what they do in horse racing where you bet three and you only have to hit two. Oh, uh, you box it, right? Yeah, boxing it, right. Well, I mean, I, I guess you you could, right? You just have to manually do it yourself? Yeah, you have to literally do Every single bet. bet, right? Yeah, yeah. And the payouts aren't the same because it's not a, a paramutual betting. Yeah, no, I understand that, but that that is like I wonder why they don't. That would make sense for all the operators just to do a boxing scenario, right? Well, operationally, not you know, I, I understand paramutual versus you know yeah. sports gambling. It's different here. I'm just saying from the operational betting nature of it. I want three teams. I want them every way for a two team parlay. Yes. Right, but you have to manually do that, which is a real pain in the two, ass. Two, yeah, well, you would be like a two-team parlay, Buffalo, Kansas City, Washington. Right, and then they would just, it would do all of them, and then it would just upcharge you whatever the cost was for all the iterations. Correct. Correct. So I actually, what did I have? So I bet on Thursday. Now, Thursday night, I've just stopped doing because Thursday night betting has just, it, it's so weird and you saw it last week (laughs) like the eagles and texans were tied at half with and and then they ended up what they they won by 12 right so they didn't cover either uh i don't think i don't think they did it was 14 right yeah and that was my look ahead game last week because i was looking at the philly texans game and i said on the show you know if the texans bomb and philly does good then the Philly's going to go over the nine nine points. And so had you bet Philly last week prior to when they opened up the lines and then that game went up to 19. If you bet the nine, you got it. Um, if you waited until it closed, then you, you 
it was an under or bust. But anyway, I went into it. Here was my talking about legs that don't hit. Here was my picks from last week. I had Jalen Hurts, four-team parlay, or four-bet parlay. Jalen Hurts, passing yards over 219. Check. Damon Pierce, over rushing yards, 54 and a half. Check. A.J. Brown, over 54 and a half receiving yards. Check. And the fifth, Philadelphia Eagles spread first half, minus six and a half. Again. Again. And I thought for sure that they would be ahead by like 10 points or more by half, just mopping up on them, and then they lose at the end. Right? And that's how yeah. you, would, you would lose the cover. Backdoor cover. Screw the backdoor cover. I'll take them six and a half. And I picked the six and a half, too. I could have picked anything. I, I picked the six and a half because I was like seven. Seven's a good number. I'll take that. You know, they should mop up the floor where the Houston's terrible. And it didn't work. So, um, all right. Anyway, let's get into the games here. Uh, I got you here for another uh, 30, 45 minutes. So where do you want to go with these sets of games here this week? I mean, I a, get... another week that was – I'm sorry, but through nine se- nine weeks of the season so far, I don't think there's been a really great week of games. Minus the first couple when you don't know what these teams are going to be. Yeah, I don't <clears> – <throat> I didn't really know what to pick. I mean, I guess – I'm going to be watching I, – I picked what I guess I'd be watching, and that's the the Bills-Jets. I know it's an 11.5-point spread, but I guess it's kind of for oh, first man, place. really? I, I don't I don't know. think I, I can do that. The Jets are so bad. I, I couldn't pick – dude, I couldn't pick games. I didn't know who to pick. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I Bucks Rams was the one that I was looking at. That's the second one I have. Yeah, that's okay. the second game I have. So I mean, Bucks. You want to just do Bucks Rams, and then we'll just do the rest as picks pickums because I don't. Sure. I, you know, I don't know. You want to invest any kind of time talking about Bills, Jets, Pats, Colts? Uh, oh, I mean, it's eleven and a half point spread, but like, I I don't know, dude. I, Jets are bad. Bills are really good, but it is for first place, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that it's for first place. <laughs> no way. How is that even possible? How is that even possible? Um, all right, so let's let's do. Uh, we'll just do Bucks Rams, and then we'll just kick it and just pick all the other games um, like we normally do in third down. So, all right, let's go. Second down. Second down. <laughs> And so we will take off and head down to Tampa Bay, sunny Tampa, where the Buccaneers are facing off against the Los Angeles Rams, the reeling Rams who just can't get anything going. But they're going up against the Bucs who are in the same goddamn boat. So what do we do with this game? We're going to make the Bucs the three-point favorites. The over-under for this game is a measly 42.5 points. This week, for the first time I think all year, there are no 50-point or above spreads. They're all under 50 points this week. So Rams, Bucks here, 42.5 points. It is a trifecta game. Everybody is on the Bucks. The Sharps, 58% of the tickets, and 89% of the money pool is on Tampa Bay. All the lines, courtesy of DraftKings, by the way, and they were pulled earlier this morning. All the betting statistics, compliments of the Action Network app, they were also picked earlier this morning. Just so for point of reference. So, with all that said, everybody's on the Bucks here. 
The Rams might be out Cooper Cup. Do they have a prayer of competing in this game? Or, at, I don't know. I don't know what to, how to even talk no, about this Cup's game. Playing. I know he's I know he's playing, but he's banged up, right? I mean, he was banged up last week. They thought he wasn't going to play, and then he's going to play this week. So with the banged yeah. up, banged up cup, I, I, a team that's reeling, you got to go on the road. The only thing that you have going in your favor right now is that the Bucks suck. Yeah, the Bucks suck, and they're so bad. But even in this, I this is this has got to be a, a win or it's over for the Bucks right here. No, it's been like that for a couple weeks. It's they're three and five. No, I agree. They're still in it, though, because that NFC South is so weak. But you're, I mean, the Falcons here, they're going at home versus the Chargers later. The Chargers, I, I, I bet, to win. And I think that they should win. So you could make a game up here. But things go crazy. Falcons win. You lose this game at home to the Rams. I mean, it's going to be a, a, a tough end of the road here. Who would have thought that the, the Falcons... Well, there was a lot of gamblers talking about the Falcons winning the division. But, um, yes, I, it, it's been like that for a couple of weeks. But I think more so here because I think this is an easily winnable game. And you have to get it done because if you don't, everything starts to fall apart. Yeah, I... I don't know. The The way I've looked at this game, I mean, the way I've looked at a team for a long time now is they're really good. They're probably going to be really good for fantasy, but they don't have the same attitude to, uh, to, to win in real life. You know, like they, they, they just, they're probably going to put up points. They're probably going to have the talent needed to get somewhere, but they just, they're not, they're not there. They haven't been there since you could tell since week one when they barely beat Dallas. I mean, they they beat them nineteen to three, but it was like a bunch of field goals. Uh, right, it was like four four field goals and a touchdown. Yeah, I agree with you that things just never came to, together for either of these teams. I mean, look the the Bucks have been banged up from the beginning. I mean, from when they lost all of those linemen. Uh, through injuries that continued, I, you know, Godwin's back, then he was hurt. You know, Julio Jones, I, they signed him thinking he was going to do something. He's done really nothing. Um, didn't Evans m- miss a game too, if I remember right? Like week three or week suspended. four? He got, he got suspended? Yeah, for punching. Oh, yeah, that's more. right. That's right. That's right. The Saints game. That, that was the game that he was out. Yeah. So, and then Fournette not really doing anything. And then the defense. Look, the defense is fifth DVOA. And if you want to make an argument against DVOA, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks defense is the argument to be made because they just have not looked good for a while. For a while. Like, I, they don't even have impact players. Like, who's their impact player on defense? Do they have one? Well, uh, White? But White's not... Not really... Yeah, I mean, for a point of reference, the Rams are thirteenth DVOA. They have Ramsey and Donald, who you could point to. I, you know, Wagner's had an okay year coming in there too. I mean, they they've got several impact players. You look at Tampa Bay's defense, even though it's seven or whatever, uh, eight points higher, eight positions higher on DVOA. Tampa Bay's got nothing, and then they lost Shaq Barrett, right? So he's out, and he was one of their primary pass rushers. Antoine Winfield, they, that, you know, 
Devin White, but they're not. They're, those dudes aren't like obnoxiously out of control on the statistical lines. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, if there was something you you would think that the Tampa Bay defense would be the the side that has to rise to the occasion to try to help out the offense while they try to adjust things and get the line settled and Brady's head back into it. Brady's also not looked good. I mean, everybody's been talking about it. If you watch the game, especially last Thursday night, I mean, he just he just looks like he's out there playing, right? He doesn't look in command of anything. No, you're right. He just looks like a, a quarterback who's no schmuck, but at the same time, he's not. He kind of reminds me of like a, a Ben Roethlisberger from last year. Yes, I, I completely. And they've actually quoted Roethlisberger about Brady this year. And Roethlisberger saying he doesn't look like he wants to be out there. He doesn't look good at all. It was like, all right, Ben, easy. You know, you just retired from having one of the worst seasons of your year. Maybe you just don't say anything. <laughs> just shake yeah. your mouth. You know, yeah. stay on the side. Maybe next time you just say, don't ask me. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Did you see I me retired. play last year? I was fucking terrible. Yeah. Why are you talking to me about this? I am not shitting on Tom Brady. I, you know, especially not me after last year. But, again, the saving grace for the Tampa Bay here is that the Rams are just as bad. I mean, I don't even know what the Rams have right now. Stafford looks like a joke. I mean, he looks horrific. And the Allen Robinson uh, signing, why did you do it? Did you have any idea of what you wanted to do with him when you brought him in here? I don't know. There's been a whole lot of memes about that. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. It literally. Thank God for Cooper Cup because if Cooper Cup didn't have the year that he was having, I, the Rams would have no offense. Oh, Cam Akers is back though, guys. Cam Akers is back. All right, here we go. We're going now. And how is that not reflective of the disaster that this year has been for Los Angeles? I think that they realized uh, Darrell Henderson is not their answer at running back. Well, that's why they picked. Cam Akers to begin with. Because remember, yeah. uh, Henderson was drafted to replace, well, I mean, he was drafted as the complement to Gurley, right? If I got my yeah. timing right. It was Gurley, and then they brought in Daryl Henderson, and then Gurley fell off the map, and then they just got rid of him. And then they had Daryl Henderson, and then did they roll with him for an entire year or no? Because I know uh, they brought in Sony Michelle, but didn't they bring in Sony Michelle last year when Akers got hurt? Yeah, it, Henderson was like the starter to to get. When did Akers tear his ACL? It was last year. It was just last year. I think it, in the lineage of of running backs, it went Gurley. Gurley was supposed to go to Henderson, but Henderson didn't really come around. So Malcolm Brown was toting the rock, right? Yeah. And then they yeah. drafted Acres, and you know, and then obviously whatever happened with Acres this year, we'll never know, uh, you know. But he's yeah, back. Malcolm Brown got old, and yeah, yeah. I, I who knows? Who fight? It's so stupid. Uh, I was surprised. I picked up Cam Acres in a couple of leagues because he was just sitting on the sideline. Yeah, I did too. I picked him up for us in. Uh... In Icarus. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, I, I mean, I don't understand. I get that he hadn't been playing, but some kind of juice like that at the end of the season, 
I, I thought for sh- a surefire waiver pickup by anybody, and nobody really touched him. He was just kind of sitting out there. Yeah, I don't I, – because the problem was, like, in your league, and I don't know if anybody wound up taking him. I, I kept looking at him, and I, I, I never picked him up. But um, his, his – uh, no, he is still there. His average or his projected points were zero until yesterday. So he never was showing up on any filter. Well, you're talking operate. Yeah, okay. So system-wise, he was being hidden. Right. 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 And then yesterday, I think they finally said he's he's projected for five points or something. So so nobody saw it unless you know how to look for – unless you go through the effort of filtering your system to uh, roster percentage, start percentage. Yes. You got to put the work in there for a player like that, which is a very specific case to pop up. Yes. Because if you're not yes. following the activity and you don't see him get cut, and then all of a sudden he's at zero and he's just sitting down there in no man's land, you'll just yes. miss him. So, yeah. Um, all right. Back to the game. Bucks by three. I'm going to take the Bucks here. I don't know about you, but I, I kind of don't think that the Rams really have a chance unless their defense rises to the occasion and just makes Brady look silly, which is a possibility. Uh, I'm. I mean, I I chose the the Rams mainly because I I've watched the Bucks so many weeks in a row, and they are they're really bad. They're not good. Yeah, but I mean, the- their offense is so off, and I have more faith in the Rams' defense. Yes, yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? Do you think that yeah. the Rams' defense here is going to shut down Brady again? Because if that's the case, you would think that the Bucks' defense hasn't really come to play in a couple of weeks, and the offense might have a little bit of luck. Yeah, I, I, I think that the Rams' defense, while, because I was just looking this up, while they haven't been amazing, at the same time, they are also talent on every level. You know, like they, yes. they literally we, they we don't lack talent. Aaron Donald, right. Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, amongst others. You know, it, right. it's an okay it's an okay defensive squad. Yeah, and they're not I meant to pull this up before, I'm sorry, I'm filtering through it now. So they gave up thirty one to Buffalo, they gave up 27 to Atlanta, they gave up 12 to Arizona, they gave up 24 to San Francisco, 22 to Dallas, 10 to Carolina, and thir- they can't beat San Francisco if their life depended on it. Um, and 31 to San Francisco. I mean, so you're looking at the war- the, the the teams in the lower half of the offensive production so far, uh, 2010, 22, 12. Yeah, I, I, I don't see – has only scored more than 19 one time so far this year. Yeah, their offense has really been putrid. It hasn't been good. Uh, has it been better than the Rams? I mean, I don't know. I think they're both probably pretty shitty. If you're going to anything... Right, what's, what's the over-under in this? It's got to be low. It's 42 and a half. That's what I said. It's like god-awful oh, wow. low. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it would be an it would be one of the overs that I was looking at because, I mean, shit, I two years ago, a year ago, you never would have imagined that these two teams would have been at forty two and a half. No. I mean, Not how many? How many are under that? How many are under that? So that's the lowest. The Colts Pats is at the forty. Bears. Colts Pats is the at forty, and the Panthers Bengals is at forty-two and a half. So one is tied, and then one is lower. So this is tied the for the Bears? second least. Uh, it's forty-five and a half. I mean, think about that. Bucks Rams is the second lowest over under of the week. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, all right. I'm going to go Bucks. You're going to go Rams here. And then, yep. like we said, there's nothing else to talk about, so we'll go down to third down, and then we'll go down the rest of the slate here and give uh, y'all our picks. Third down. And we'll start with the 1 o'clock. There is no London game this week. Thank God. Those London games have not really been great anyway. Uh, fun to watch something on the morning, so long as it's a decent football. Last week it was, uh, it was what? It was Jags-Broncos, right? I mean, the, the teams suck, but the the, the game. game I guess the game was close, yeah. But the teams were just—it was just not good. Anyway, um, so this week we've got the first one: Vikings, Commanders. This is our first home dog of the week. There's going to be seven home dogs in total this week. So the Vikings favored by three over under forty three and a half. Another trifecta game. Everybody on the Commanders heavy on the money at eighty two percent of the money pool. On Washington. So, what have you, Chris? Are you going to go with the Commanders, Taylor Heineke, and the uh, I don't know, I the Washington team celebrating Dan Schneider finally going to put the team up for sale? Unless he doesn't. The Washington Deadskins. The Deadskins, Redskins, football team, Commanders, Commandos, Commies. I mean, you want to talk about a team that needs a rebranding after a rebranding? Is this team right here? <laughs> because the commanders did not work out so bad. It's just it's just a stupid name. I not only is it a stupid name, it's just been lampooned. The fact that every podcast calls it the commandos or the commies is like holy Jesus. I mean, it didn't even stick. Is it worse than the Seattle Kraken? The Kraken? Nah, the Kraken are fine. I, you know, I mean, it, it's stupid and gimmicky, but it is what it is. It I, and the commanders are. It's just boring. It's got no punch. There's no icon to it, or like mascot. There's no nothing. It's like commanders, and I do think that that dude that bought all of the possible names played a factor in that. <laughs> you, you know that story, right? That guy he bought. I do. I I do. He bought like I a, do. And a he thousand was, a thousand possible team names and URLs. And he all was the rest of that shit. Yeah, he was trying so hard to get a big payday. And he turned around and said, "No, I'm not doing it for the payday. I'm doing it for I'm doing it for the team. I'm doing it so that you guys don't get screwed." Like, all right, whatever. Okay, dude. So anyway, uh, like I said, trifecta here, heavy on the money in favor of Washington. Nobody likes this Viking team. Nobody. I mean, nobody. You can't find anybody that'll back this this team. All they continually say is that the Vikings suck, which is crazy. Yeah, they're, yeah which is that they're so lucky they. Actually, the best stat I heard on them was that they're they've been outgained on the year. Yeah, they're also not good against the spread three and four. No, so, I mean like yardage wise, they've been outgained. 
Yeah, no, no, no. They're, on, they're oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, no, they're, I'm, they're I'm saying under. they're they're not good against the spread. They're getting outgained. Uh, you know, the defense isn't good. I mean, you can make eight million arguments. You hear about them all the time if you listen to any kind of content, NFL content that is. That Vikings just stink. Which is they're six and they're freaking six and one. Yeah, their offense is good. They're uh, they're just it's stupid. It's it's stupid. I I don't know. Yeah, Kirk Cousins has never gone this far into a season without having a three touchdown game. Justin Jefferson hasn't had a receiving touchdown since week one. Blah 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 blah. Sure, you're. I'm sure the six and one Vikings are going home at night and complaining about that. Yeah, you know, but I'm, I'll be honest. Even with all that said, I'm kind of leaning commanders here. No, 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 I'm not. Yeah, I don't I'm know not. what to do with it because, like, I, in my Why, head— Why, because they've won three in a row? Yeah, I think that the only reason I'm thinking commanders has nothing to do with the commanders and everything to do with the Vikings in the sense that I'm waiting for the regression game. Because they should have lost a bunch of these. They didn't. They've pulled it off. And eventually, it's got to, you know, the the grenade's got to blow up in their hand. And I'm thinking that it's going to be the away game, right? So here's an away game versus the Commanders. You got the Dan Schneider news. Maybe fans actually turn out to the game. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the Commanders. Nope. I think I'm going to go with the Commanders, even though, I, you know, in my head, it's it's screaming the Vikings. Why would you go against the Vikings here? Because they have the better offense. Their quarterback isn't terrible. They have some talent on defense. Um, but, yeah. All right. So, I'm going Commanders. You're going with the Vikings. The next game will be the Bengals, 7.5-point favorites at home versus the Panthers, 42.5 is the over-under. Yet another trifecta game. This one also in favor of the Dogs. Sharps, tickets, money, all with them. 66% of the money is the biggest of those statistics. So where are you going with the Panthers here in the 7.5 point spread? Are you behind P.J. Walker like everybody else is now? Yeah, I know. Like, P.J. Walker's the fucking greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> He's been all right. It's just funny because it, it is his second year in the league after the XFL season. Yeah, no. I, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I, I know that they don't have Jamar Chase, but they have enough talent and weapons around Joe Burrow to, to be just fine. Uh, you know, here's another one. This is another one. I, my head is telling me to go to the Bengals here. They should have no problem with the 7.5-point spread. They looked bad last week, but that was a division game. They were on the road. you know. But I just look at seven and a half, and I'm like, damn, that's a lot of points. I mean, that's a lot of points. And the, the Panthers' defense isn't terrible. They're not great, but they're not terrible. I don't know. The fucking bungles screwed me out of... I made. A, I dropped a, 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 another 14 parlay before I left last week, and all I did was I needed them to win by, what was it, three and a half? Uh, yeah, they were a close favorite last week, right? Over the Browns, yeah. yeah. And they shit the bed so hard. Yeah, I like, oh! I, I like, I like Cincinnati, but they were not a better's favorite. Uh, I, content USA was all over the Browns in that one last week, and uh, and you leave your franchise quarterback in the game down thirty six to eight to throw a 
fucking 40-yard touchdown bomb to T. Higgins with six minutes to go for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, well, you're angry about that because of the fantasy ramifications. Well, I mean, it was it was just a double shit in the face. It was like, okay, well, you didn't win the game, and then and then you you wind up let, helping me lose a couple games in fantasy. So yeah, sorry for you. <laughs> sorry yeah. for you. All right, so you're gonna go on the Pang- the Bengals here. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Next up is the Jets. They're home, another home dog here. Bills favored was like almost two touchdowns. It's come down to 11.5 points in favor of Buffalo, over under 46. The tickets and the money are on the Bills, just a little bit over 50%, and the Sharps are on the Jets. Uh, I like the Jets at like 14.5 or what it is, but or what it was. What it is now is 11.5, and, and so I'm going to take Buffalo. I took I took the Jets uh, mainly because Buffalo's secondary is so beat up. I know Tre'Davious White's supposed to. I think he's supposed to play again this week. I'm not sure. No, if, I, I if thought he, got, he was. He he played last week. No. Uh yeah, but he. I don't think he played uh, the the lion's share of the the snaps. Well, whatever. It's but, Zach Wilson, man. <clears throat> the guy's terrible. It's Zach Wilson. I I know he's terrible. It's it. Look that. 14, you're right, was amazing. I, I would have loved the the Jets even more. I'm going to take the Jets, uh, you know, division rival, hope, hoping that they can at least stay somewhat close. Their defense isn't that bad. Like, the Jets' defense No, their really defense is, is good. Is, it's just the offense is so terrible. The offense is pretty terrible. And Robinson, who they just traded for, is I, I think he's questionable for today. I think leaning more toward doubtful. He got hurt doubtful. yesterday. Yeah, you yeah, got hurt yesterday. So he's on the injury list, so we'll see what happens there. Anyway, uh, so we're going to be on opposite sides there. I'm going to take that big spread. Uh, I would have taken the Jets at 14.5. At 11.5, I think I'm going to end up taking the Bills there. So next up is going to be New England, another NFC, uh, AFC East team. Pats hosting the Colts. Pats are a big favorite here, 5.5 points versus Indianapolis, who is just in complete flux right now. They changed their quarterback. Uh the running back, uh, shit, I forgot his name, uh, J- uh, Taylor, um, what do you call it? Is it? I think he's leaning toward out if he's not declared out already. Yeah, they're well, they're they're leaning towards, the report was they're leaning towards IR, but they're trying not to put him on IR. Yeah, so he's out, uh, a whole bunch of things. If they, if they lose, they're just going to shut him down. I would imagine so. Uh, five and a half points for the Pats. Forty points is the forty is the over under. Uh, I didn't give the over under that Jets game, so let's rewind. That Jets Bills Jets Bills over under was forty six. Uh, maybe I did give it. I don't even know anymore. Uh, Pats Colts five and a half points in favor of the Pats. Forty is the over under. Who are you picking? Pats. You're going to pick, take the Pats as am I. We're on the side of the tickets who are 52% in favor of the Pats. The Sharps and the money are signing with Indianapolis right now. Heavy, actually, uh, in terms of money. 73% for Indianapolis. But that's not I forgot to write it down. Where is this at, Pats? This is at New England, correct. Yeah, that's right, because I, I know. So, you know, I, I just back up quarterback, back up running back. Uh, do they have all their wide receivers? I guess they got... Well, what is it about? I, I guess if the money's coming in on the Colts, they're rationalizing it that the defense isn't terrible. The defense is probably pretty solid, and the Pats' offense has been pretty shaky. That why would you give the Pats five and a half points anywhere? Well, because they have Ramondre Stevenson and 
they have an offense at home that knows how to move the ball really well. Yeah, uh, no, I, I'm just wondering why people would be on the Colts. But anyway, uh, it, it doesn't matter for us because we're both on the Patriots there. So let's get to your team who are road favorites. The Raiders playing the Jags. Wow. Talk about the shooting star, falling star, whatever the terminology is. The Jaguars uh, right into the fucking cellar. Everybody was all over them. Now they are going to be home dogs by two. The over-under is 47 and a half. Tickets and the money are on the Raiders, both over 60% in those regards. The Sharps are going to go with Jacksonville. I'll kick it off. I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to take the Raiders, too. I don't know what happened to them last week. They ran into a a buzzsaw and were not ready coming off the bye. It, I, and I, don't, I don't know. Based on last but, week alone, this is a Jet, Jags auto pick. I don't know what happened to the Raiders. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, I actually I, I, I bet a little bit on them on an alternate spread versus New Orleans at six and a half. Talk about to, talk to, about horrific picks. Uh, everything from their first after their first drive went horribly wrong, horribly wrong. Their de- their defense, I don't know, dude. I I can't explain it. They were the they were they didn't even have a first down. They had three first half three second half possessions. I. It is what it is. I'll take them this week because the Jags are not good. <laughs> They're so also terrible. They, I would, but I would rather bet the over in this because both defenses are bad. The curse of two coaches who much heralded and never get it done. Well, I shouldn't say that about Peterson because, I mean, he did win the Super Bowl, but it was, you know, questionable if that was Peterson or well, Frank Reich or, you know. Nick Falls. Nick Falls. I mean, you know, that could have been just March Madness style. It was giant style. Hundred percent. Yep. So Josh McDaniel, Doug Peterson, in a battle of underperforming teams. Here, we're both taking the Raiders. Dolphins are going to be road favorites by four over the Bears in Chicago. Forty-five and a half is the over/under. Sharps have no lean tickets, and the money are on the Dolphins. I'm taking the Bears and the four points. Really? Yeah, I, I, I don't. There's something about the Dolphins. I'm waiting for something to fall. They've been getting by and doing so not looking great. And I just think it's Tua. I just think Tua is not a good quarterback. Uh, I I mean, they do have the better talent. I don't know. Is Chubb going to play today? None of that really matters. I just think the Bears right here, they've devised some kind of offense that is allowing Justin Fields to not be terrible and actually has been okay in spots, and so the Dolphins might win. I just like the four points with Chicago. Dolphins win by two. Dolphins win by three, four. All right, I'll go to Chicago. All they did was tell Justin Fields, stop throwing it to the other team and run and if run. you don't see a receiver. Well, I mean, it's been working. Yeah, I guess. They've been, they, no, they've been playing a little bit better, I mean, for sure. I don't think that their defense without Roquan Smith can cover enough ground for the speedy Dolphins. I just don't. Yeah, and weather is not going to be a factor here because I think I looked earlier in the week and Chicago today is supposed to be like beautiful. It's supposed to be like 50 degrees or something like that, sunny. So it's not going to be like Dolphins going into cold weather. That's not going to be a factor. So I'm, I'm taking it. You're taking the Dolphins here. Yeah, I'm taking Dolphins. All right. So 
The Packers are another road favorite. They're playing in Detroit against the Lions. The Lions are done for the year. Get rid of Hawkinson after last week's loss to the Dolphins. The uh, aforementioned Dolphins. Three and a half is the spread in favor of Green Bay. Over under is 49 and a half. Trifecta game. Everybody is on the Lions here. 65% of the money pool. So heavier than the tickets. And then the Sharps leaning that way as well. Are you going to go with Detroit here? Uh, I am not. No, me either. The Lions season is done, right? They come off the bye, they played the Dolphins, they were up by multiple scores, and they pissed that game away. And then immediately trade TJ Hawkinson for picks. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely have battled in a bunch of games this year. They just don't have that. What, what's the, what's the word? Uh, integrity? Coaching staff? <laughs> coaching no, staff? No, it's not. No, they're Football not worse intelligence? than the coaching staff. No, no, they don't. They don't have that integrity or charisma to to get you through a fourth quarter with a lead. They just don't have it. I, I I'm sorry. I I blame everything with the Lions this year solely on the coaching staff. Uh, it are they talented? Not really. Jared Goff obviously is a bad quarterback. When they've been infinitely better in there with Swift, who has been battling injury injury constantly. Amon Ron St. Brown also has been battling injury this year. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries, but the problem is that this coaching staff is just not good. I'm sorry. Aaron Glenn is a horrific defensive coordinator. Dan Campbell is a great mascot, but a terrible head coach. Let's just call it what it is. This Detroit team, from the get-go, from hard knocks, was battling uphill. uphill, And it never got going, and you saw it. You know, I mean, they were throwing up a ton of points. That offense, for as well as it performed, they deserve more than one win. Yeah. Right there, one and six? Yeah. So... Uh, we're both on Green Bay there, and so the next one is going to be yet another home dog. Uh, this one is going to be the Falcons. They are going to be underdogs by three to the Los Angeles Chargers, who have been underperforming this year, but still going to be the favorite here on the road. Over, under, in this one, big, 49 and a half. Um, what do you got here? The Sharps are leaning toward the Chargers, 69% of the money on the Chargers. Yeah, I, they, I don't. Justin Herbert's really good, and I get it. Kid's probably going to be one of the top three quarterbacks in the league, you know, in five years. But I, without a talented receiving core, what what's he going to do? Are they just going to dump the ball off to Austin Eckler the whole game? I mean, the Falcons I, defense. The AJ Terrell is still hurt, right? He's not playing in this game. Um, I don't know. I you know. Yeah, sure. They've been running the ball. I think they're they activated Cordell Patterson, so he's going to be back in it this year, this week. Um, yeah, I mean the Falcons have way overperformed. I, <sighs> Chargers are just not good, but I'm, I think I'm still taking the Chargers here with the minus three. I just mm-hmm. think that they'll be able to pass on the Falcons' defense here. And then what are the Falcons uh, going to run the, I, run I the just, ball, control I, the I, clock, do their running game bullshit? I, I have a shitload of shares in the Chargers for fantasy, and they just, outside of Austin Eckler, the rest of the team has done nothing. Yeah, it's been a bad bad uh, year for, for them fantasy-wise. Yeah. And I think, I, I haven't heard too many, you know, there are a couple people that definitely have been on the take, but... 
Brandon Staley, I, I, he's not a good coach. I'm sorry. Brandon Staley is not. I know uh, analytics nerds love him because he loves to pump all the data. But at this point, I think he just, I mean, he's been on the two or three years now. Is this his third year? Yeah, I think it's his third. He's like the guy at the blackjack table that screams at you for not playing according to the 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 preset uh, policy that like little card that you can carry around. Yeah, sure. But then he, when it's his turn, does something different. Yes, but that. Right. And then he's like, "Yeah, but you don't understand." Yeah, <laughs> but you don't get it. So. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Chargers here. It sounds like you're going to go to the Falcons. I'm going to go with the Falcons, yeah. You're going to go Falcons. Okay, so next game is Cardinals-Seahawks. Cardinals at home, favored by two, over under 49 uh, 49 points. Everybody is on the Seahawks here, and a ton of money in tickets. 80% of tickets, 89% of the money is with Seattle. Uh, I am going to take Seattle here uh, on the road. I like Seattle. I think they're better than... You know what people? I mean, now people have been talking about them like they're a good team, um, and they've shown that. But the Cardinals—they're not a good team. I, I, I think they're better than you think. I don't think they're they great, might be but better than I think. But they're not a good team. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Those two things can be both true. Yeah, uh, I mean they—they they almost found a way to lose to the Giants last week. Well. I... <laughs> They probably would have if the Giants had anything resembling a quarterback under center. No, they're horrible. Giants are horrible. They're the best. They're the worst. Daniel Jones was, not to cut you off, I think 5 of 9 for 17 yards at the halftime. At the halftime. I think he might have been like for 12 yards. Like It was was really bad. No, I I took a screen cap of it. It was 17 yards. 17 yards. Uh yeah I, I I don't know I I just I think that the Cardinals have more in the tank and more I'm sorry they have more they're playing for right now than Seattle does I think they want it more they have more uh, uh, the Cardinals want it more oh man yeah. the Cardinals have been doing it with smoke and mirrors buddy I mean and and they're not even that good to begin with. I don't agree with that. I think the Cardinals are much better than they. Like if you get Marcus Marquise Brown back, and they get a little healthier on defense, and Murray doesn't get hurt, like that team, they're actually better without James Conner. I don't know why they're so excited to get James Conner back. He's garbage. I um, think that team does have potential without the coach, because Kingsbury is terrible. Yeah, but. You, they're not going to get rid of him right now. What are they? Five and three, three and five, three and five, buddy. Three and five. Five, and, five and three. They'd be at the top of the, the Seattle's five and three. Yes, Seattle's five and three. Yeah, and and the Cardinals are three and five. Yes, and yeah, yeah. if that's what San you meant, my apologies. I thought you were talking about the Cardinals. No, no, no. And so the and the Forty ers are four and four. 49ers are four and four. Yes, it's Seattle five and three. 49ers, Rams. Uh, well, 49ers four and three. Rams three and four. Cardinals three and five. Yeah, so they're at the bottom, but you know they they're I you I could see a path where they wind up being the best team in that division, along with San Francisco. San Francisco should be better than than everybody there, but yeah, San Francisco uh, wins the division. 
They'll they'll write the ship toward the end. I think so too. Um, I I just I wouldn't want to play the Cardinals come the end of the season either. Like they, if they get fully healthy, they have a lot of weapons. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they might have weapons down the road. Right now, I still think they're trying to figure out the best path forward. Hopkins is a huge bonus for them. Huge bonus. Yeah, he's he's and he has been a surefire prop winner for you if you bet on in the past two weeks. I mean, he's hit everything. Yeah, his stats have been so low. I mean, his uh uh. Yeah, the, the lines prop, have the, the lines, lines have been yeah. so low on him, right? Receptions and yardage it, it, again this week. I just you know, spoiler alert: I'm going with Hopkins as my best bet again. Uh, they just everyone they, still forgets the dude's only like 28 years old or 29 years old. They're acting like he's you know 35, like Julio Jones's age. Well, he's put up two monster games, and his over under in receptions is six and a half, and his yardage is 82 and a half. It's kind of like, dude, the guy smashed that for two weeks in a row. Um, anyway, we spent a lot of time talking Cardinals Seahawks. That probably would be the game if we were to pick a, a second game was the one to talk about. But probably. Um, all right, so we'll get off that, and then that brings us to the Sunday night game. That's not Sunday night game, you asshole. That's the Sunday night game where we have the Chiefs taking on the Titans. Chiefs monster favorite here at home, 12 and a half points over under is 45 and a half. The I guess it's not a trifecta because the tickets are split, but the sharps are leaning toward Kansas City and the money pool is also in favor of Kansas City. Big spread here. Are you going to go with the Chiefs in the 12 and a half? I was going to take the Titans, but I'm I'm hearing that Tannehill's not going to play. Uh, I, I thought they said that he was, and I was looking at that last night. I haven't seen anything tonight. Well, he's traveling with the team, but it looks, I don't know. If he plays, I'll take the Titans at 12 But does that matter it, to you? Because I, I'm, I'm taking the Titans and the 12 and a half points only because I think that they'll probably try to slow it down. And I, the Chiefs in these spots never blow out teams. Like big home yeah, favorites, don't, they don't cover. I don't think. I don't think Tannehill's going to make the same mistakes that a, that a Malik Willis would. That's why I would take them. He's not going to turn the ball over three times. Malik Willis is very easily turned the ball over three times. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Again, I this was another one like the Vikings just to start it off. My head was like, yeah, the Chiefs are going to open it up, and, and what are the Titans going to do? But then, uh, you know, I'm I'm overthinking myself here, and I think I'm just going to take the Titans in the twelve and a half points. It's just a lot of points, and I think that the Titans could probably run the ball. I mean, Derrick Henry is having a, a pretty phenomenal year uh, quietly. Um, especially in the past couple of weeks as he's tried to turn it, tune it up a little bit. Uh, defense isn't phenomenal, but nah, I'm just going to go with the Titans in the 12 and a half points. It's just a lot of points. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I can, I'll leave it on the Titans too, 12 and a half. And so that will bring us to the final game of the week, and that one is Monday Night Football. And that is uh, the Saints that blew out your Raiders last week at home get another home game. Also going to be a home dog here. They were a home dog last week, home dog this week. Ravens favored by 2.5, over under 47.5 points. 
Sharps currently is a Monday night game, so the stats don't really uh, hold a lot of water. But the Sharps are leaning in on New Orleans. The tickets are on the Ravens by 2%, and everything else is split. So um, I'm taking the Saints here. I, I That place is going to be rocking after last night's game. How is that stadium? It's awesome. It's it's no it's longer it's no longer the Mercedes Benz Dome, right? Didn't they rebrand it? Because they, Caesars. It's Caesars, that's right. Yeah, it's Caesars. Because, Caesars Superdome. Yeah, Mercedes Benz had two. They had Atlanta and they had New Orleans, and so uh, they pulled one, or the you know the contract expired, and so now it's Caesars. So, but Dude, how is the Superdome after the after the because LSU it's been around game. forever? Yeah, it's since the seventies. Um. After the LSU win last night, <clears throat> that game, that place is going to be ridiculous. Uh, I mean, how so? I mean, just people staying in town for the Monday night game? Yeah, like Rocky's son is there for, he was there for the Pelicans on Friday night, the LSU game Saturday night, and now he's going to the uh, whatever for uh, the Ravens Saints for Monday night. The fucking Pelicans! Holy shit! Is is Zion playing? I saw something about like Zion's unstoppable, and then I went and I looked at the stats, and I didn't even see his name in the top score. He wasn't. He was hurt, but I think he was. He's back to playing again. Who Zion Williams um, is hurt? Yeah, he was hurt. No, that guy's never hurt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, he's, he's crazy. It's because he's just can't stay healthy. That dude. You want to um, blow your mind? Go watch Zion Williamson videos of him in high school. Go watch videos it, right? of him playing in high them. school. It's it's them. just silly. It's fucking. Yeah, it, he, it looks like a twenty-five-year-old, you know, all-star NBA scoring leader playing against a whole bunch of like five foot ten white kids. He. He he like grew to the same size he's at now when he was like fourteen. <laughs> it, it really is silly. It really is silly, and just that his trajectory just never went past that. No, no, nope. uh, he's look, just a monster. I gotta look Pelicans here, and this is completely off the NBA subject. So Zion Williamson, he's played in seven games. He's averaging twenty-two points per. Which is just above Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, who are both at twenty one. Yeah, their their team is actually pretty good. Rebounding averaging seven rebounds, three point seven I mean, it's not terrible. I, I mean I'll, I'll be you know, I'm just laughed at Zion for not playing. Um but whatever. He's logged in a bunch here. Let's see if he stays healthy. I wish I wish I could find a bunch of people to play NBA fantasy i never it's no too one, tough to never do fu- it's too hard to do i can never find anybody to do it uh all right well we'll talk about that next podcast this podcast let's wrap her up saints ravens i'm taking the saints yes the saints by the way new orleans we walked up and down um bourbon street then we went up and down decatur I don't know if it's street or Ave, whatever, Decatur or something, um, which is like another parallel street to uh, uh, to Bourbon Street. We drove all throughout what they call Uptown. Um, we went to the game. Dude, there's no police in that city. There's no police anywhere anymore, buddy. <laughs> That's what, that's what, you know, if you, you listen to anything about this whole Tuesday There's election, plenty of fucking police here. 
There's plenty of police here. Where? Here being Florida? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I don't mean every, look, big populated, densely populated cities, it's the same story everywhere is that like the police, even though they might exist, they're kind of handcuffed, right? I said to the, yeah, I said to the guys, I said, yo, what happens if there's an emergency on Bourbon Street? There's no police. And they're like, if it ain't, if it ain't a gunshot, don't bother calling 911. Yeah. I, I, I was like, wow. And that, look, th- that might not even apply to some of these other densely populated cities where you've heard the same stories. And it's, it, it's a, it's a crazy time that we're living in now because, and then, you know, you don't even know what to make of it because there's a big push right now that all those stories are not real and that they are, you know, butchered and slanted, you know, by one political side, which is like, look, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, everybody and their brother is saying the same thing in all of these cities. And that is like crimes off the chart. And then you hear this pushback, like, no, statistics are completely the other way. I, I, I can't, listen we, to were, anymore. we were, we were, we were at, um, I think it was we were at lunch on Sunday or Saturday and there was Rocky pulls up this video on his phone and it's like a live like Facebook feed of a guy in in broad daylight robbing cars. Dude, that's like, happening here. That's happening here in Bergen County. Like just blatantly robbing cars nobody and nobody's reporting it nobody's caring no police well, no no nothing. people care here but they, they can't do anything about it because they they've been handcuffed by a couple of things and this is really off topic but they've been like because with all the ring cameras and all you know property cameras and it, ring or um blink or whatever it is everybody has the cameras of some sort so you just get video of all this stuff all the time and here in Bergen County you know, if you live by one of the either the Parkway or 17, which are two of the major highways, basically what happens is they come up from you know the less profitable neighborhoods, and then they just tool around. They stay on those highways. They get off. They go to houses that are well off off of those two main strips. They find cars. They. Ri- steal the cars, they back on the highway, and as soon as they hit that, that's like the end of the chase from the police standpoint because they cr- can't cross over town lines and they can't put other lives in jeopardy now. And then when they do, it ends up being like 14, 15-year-old kids that are stealing the cars. They end up going to like juvie or it just gets tossed anyway. So it's like a no-win scenario. It's like the Kobayashi Maru for Christ's sake. Kobayashi Maru. That's a Star Trek reference. I could, yeah, okay, got it. All right, anyway, we're off topic. We're, we're both on the Saints here? Yes. All right, so, and we will wrap it up with our gambling. Let's go! Uh, let's not do the fourth down with the bed, because uh, that'll just be unnecessary. So let's just do it this way. Fourth down. I'll kick it off to you, your best bet for the week. Vikings, minus three. Minnesota. I was looking at the Chargers, Green Bay, New England, and then I am going to settle with Tampa Bay. I don't know why I'm doing it. I think the other three are probably the better bet, but I'm going to go with Tampa Bay here as the best bet in their Super Bowl of the, for the season here. They lose here at home. It is over. Over. So next up will be our Super Contest. 
I will let you go first. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bengals. Bengals. Dolphins. Dolphins. Wow. Packers. Packers. I am on the Packers as well, so we're both there. Rams. Okay. Saints. And New Orleans. Okay, I have nothing. I have the one Green Bay game similar to you. But, like, I just named off those four possible best bets. Uh, I did Tampa Bay. Then I did the Chargers, New England, Green Bay. And then I did your Raiders. I'm taking your Raiders in a game I think they should win versus the Jags and the, uh, the two points there. So we only have one game the same, and that was Green Bay. As for our parlays... I'll start this one. I took Tampa Bay and then what was my runner-up for best bet, and that was the L.A. Chargers. I do like the Chargers versus the Falcons this week. So I did Tampa Bay, Chargers for a two-team parlay. I like the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Pack. The the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Packers. Okay. I do like Green Bay, too. You know, especially, you know, a Lions team that's basically done. Yeah. Uh, um, for my teaser, though, I like this one better. All right, teasers. I like my teaser a lot. Bills minus five. Yep, I have that as Bengal- well. Bengals minus one and a half. I have that as well. Rams plus nine. Oh, no, not the way to go. And then the Saints plus eight and a half. Oh, you're going, well, still, I didn't pick that one either. I only did a three-team uh, parlay there. Uh, but where does that that puts the Rams up by ten uh, nine? Rams I actually, nine and a, I like that as a teaser leg. I like the Rams at the nine. Yeah, it I, was. It's it's some sites it's nine and a half. Some sites it's nine. That's a lot of points for a defense that's pretty good. I mean, regardless of what their DVOA is. Well, I mean, for an against an offense that's just been stinky. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't know. I, Ravens haven't blowing anybody out, so the Saints at home, then going all the way up to uh, eight and a half, nine. So I do like those. I, basically, what I did was I did your front legs, Buffalo and Cincinnati, and then for my third, I took that New England spread of five and a half, and I brought it down to basically a pick them. Uh, actually, you know, getting a half a point, but who cares? Um, so that's what I did with mine. So And then I just left it at the three. Um, I didn't want to go any farther than that. Uh, so that brings us to prop bets. I talked about Hopkins. I, you could take it either way. I like Hopkins, both his over receptions at 6.5 and, and his yardage at 82.5. But here I'm going to take the 82.5 for the yardage. Uh, I got Herbert passing yards 281.5 under. 280. Oh, you want to go under that, huh? Wow, yes. versus a, a, a Falcons a Falcons defense that's missing their primary pass coverage guy? Yes. Okay. All right. I am thinking that they are not going to be able to pass with, with the shit-ass lineup they have. Okay. All right, yeah, I mean, like you said, they've been banged up at the skill positions, minus Eckler. Um, I did hear, I think it was Warren Sharp this week, was talking big time about Eckler over in his props because Atlanta lets up a ton of under yardage, right? Short yardage, five to ten yard routes. And so 
the I guess I think like the most in the league. You got to listen. I think it was the Warren Sharp on his Sharp Analysis show, or it could have been the Ringer because he does them both. I forget which one it was, but it was earlier in the week. I think like a Wednesday. Anyway, um, he was talking about them and and Eckler being uh, over yardage, uh, and I you know I don't even think I looked at it because I saw that Hopkins line and I just said shit eighty two and a half. I'm just taking Hopkins. Um, but if they do do a ton of under yardage, that would also help you stay to that two eighty one and under factor too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, look at headline. Did you, did you look at any or no? I did not. No. Well, the one I was looking at was chiefs Jags currently at nine and a half points. And I believe that this game might be in Kansas city next week. Um, but even if it's on the road, look, if the Jags end up losing at home versus to the Raiders and the chiefs, I, I mean, come close to covering versus the Titans. Can't you see this Jags-Chiefs line going up over 10, if not more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I just – and so I was looking at it, and I said, man, the, that spread isn't big enough. Yeah, Kind of similar to the, the pick I had last week of Philly versus the Texans, where that was nine points, right? So you could get the Chiefs-Jags right here for under the 10 points. And then next week, let's see, is, is it even going to be a home game too? Uh, let's see, Kansas City, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Yeah, they're home too. They're home too. So that that is my easy look-ahead lock of the week is that Chiefs-Jags game because that's going to go more in favor of the Chiefs. So Yeah, I, you would you would think at least. Yeah, for sure. So if you like the Chiefs versus the Jags at 9.5, get that now because I imagine that's going to go up and we'll revisit that next week, obviously. So that brings us to our gambling. And let's go. So, do you want to go first? Or do you want to go second? I can go second. Okay. So, I hit a ton of stuff last week. I, uh, like I said, I, I hit my best bet. I was five of O for the super contest, and I actually hit two of four in gambling. But they were the, my big ones. So, I had my teaser, which I loved. Dallas, Philly, Buffalo. I hit on that one, and then my parlay, which was the anti-New York play, which was Seattle, New England, and that came in as well. And then my alternate uh, spread line, which was Pats and Raiders, both by six and a half. Neither of those came in. And then I did the money line parlay. That didn't hit either. But regardless, uh, I got seven hundred bucks back into the kitty along with the eight. So I'm eighty-seven hundred for the year. Uh, about uh, whatever thirteen hundred under uh, our starting total. So still negative. We have not done good that that this year in that regard. However, on the up and up, I hope. So uh, I'll do two bets and two bets only this week. I'm doing a two-team parlay. I'm doing the parlay that I picked, Tampa Bay with the Los Angeles Chargers, a buck fifty on that one. And then for my teaser, I am putting 350 on New England, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. I probably could do more because I really like those three teams, but I'll keep it you know, simple. So those are my three, those are my two picks for this week. That's where I'm putting my money. Where are you going to go? All right. So I, I'm looking right now actually at the, at some DST props too, uh, IDP props, but I don't really see anything I love. So right now I'm just going to stick with what I got. I'm going to do uh, some straight bets. I'm going to do money line Vikings 250 to win 400. I'm going to do money line Saints 50 to win 110. Uh, and then I'm going to do a spread, Dolphins minus four. That's 100 to win 200. Uh, I'm going to do a couple money line parlays. I'm going to do 100 to win 340. Okay. And that's the, that's the Bills, 
Bengals, Packers, and Pats. Oh, okay. Bills, Bengals, Packers, Pats. And so then I'm going to do... Bills, pay, any of those underdogs? Bills, Bengals, Packers, Pats, no. No, they're all... You're right, okay. That's a hundred. That's why it's only a hundred to win three forty. Yep, uh, hundred to win a thousand. Uh, oh, here I'm we go. go. No, it's not. It's not crazy. Uh, I am going to go with your the the game we talked about a little bit before. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite end. I'm going to go Seahawks. Okay. I'm going to try and try and hit a middle here where the the Cardinals win, but uh, I'm sorry, the Seahawks win. Uh, so I'm I'm hedging myself. So either my pick is right or my Seahawks are right. Uh, Seahawks, Rams, Chiefs, and Saints. That's a hundred to win a thousand. Seahawks, Rams, Chiefs, and Saints. So the Saints yeah. is going to be the big one because they're dogs versus the Ravens, no, who everybody love. The Seahawks are dogs. The Rams are dogs. The Saints are dogs. Well, the, the, of those, I think more people would see. Seattle winning and um, Seattle winning and the Seahawks Rams winning. winning. Our Rams, Seahawks, and there's four teams. Oh my god, I, I'm, I'm getting screwed up here. Of those three teams, of those four teams or whatever, I think the Saints are the ones that people would think would win the least. Yes, probably. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying yes. to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are my two money line parlays. Then I got some teasers. I got a hundred to win four hundred, and that is the Bills, the Bungles, the Rams, and the Saints. Yep, that's the one that you talked about in your picks. Yep. And then I have another four team, four teamer. I got the Vikings, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Okay, so those are a couple pushed up and one pulled down? Uh, one pulled down. Yep. Okay. So you're liking the, at least establishing the big, the big spreads there and hoping for the unders. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, if you look at the teases this week, I, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I'll let you finish up with your picks. Well, I, you know, this is why... When we were talking, we talked about the Seahawks and the Cardinals game so for so long, is because I, I picked the Cardinals because I can see them winning, but like you said, the Seahawks seem to be the team that's playing better. So it's hard to bet against a team like that that's playing so well. I just think that the Cardinals are the better team. Therefore, in my pickums, my picking league, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna pick the Cardinals. Makes sense. Yeah, no, completely. I'm with you. Um, so yeah, so then that takes me to my prop bets. I got three of them, 50 to win a hundred. I got the Herbert under 281 and a half. I got Montgomery rushing and receiving yards, 70 and a half. I'm going to go under because I think Khalil Herbert has taken the reins there. Okay. Yeah. People Uh, are big on Herbert right now. Yeah. And then I got the Devontae Adams receiving yards, 75 and a half. And I think that's going to be over mainly because 
he only had one reception for three yards last week, and I don't uh, think they're going to let that happen. He's burnt me so bad this year. I can't touch him. And you know, I got to play him in fantasy because I'm invested in him. But God, I wouldn't touch any of his props. Oh, it's not going to happen again. That's I, he'll go over that. Said the man that lost his bet next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those are your props, and you got anything else going or what? No, that's it. All right. Well, like I was referencing with the teases before, if you tease these games up, you there are some big spreads, right? So the Titans at 18 and a half, the uh, Panthers at 13 and a half, the Jets are still up at 17 and a half, uh, the Colts at 11 and a half. I mean, hell, I mean, there is a, you know, I, I could see a lot of legs being spent this week on dogs. Because, they, you know, they, they've gotten these spreads now. And I talked about this last week a little bit, is that you've seen more and more blowouts. So now you're seeing spreads, Eagles 14, Bengals 7.5, Bills 11.5, Chiefs 12.5. I mean, these big spreads that you didn't really see at the beginning of the year. So we'll have to see next week in the stats how the teasers wind up for the dogs. You know, because like I mentioned last week, they were money for the favorites, 13-1. and one. Uh, not so much for the the dogs at nine and six, but we'll see. Maybe this is the week that it goes the other way, where from what I'm looking at, you know, just glancing it over, you could see a lot of dog legs uh, in the teaser realm come in. So, all right. So, what do you got going for the rest of your day here? We got a nice Sunday. I don't know what it's like by you. We got some rain up here in Jersey, so we yeah, it's throw actually some weather in. It's, it's pretty nice. There's no there's no uh, there's no rain. It looks actually blue skies right now. Wait, we got to go shopping for uh, uh, groceries for the week. So um, Alyssa actually just called me as we were on the phone. I think she's waiting for me. So that's what we're talking about. If uh, you know we push you out of here, if you're not going to hang up on us and get rid of this uh, podcast, we will talk weather and shopping until you do. That's how it's yeah. done. So that's skillful it. podcasting 101, Eggy Brothers. Peace, enjoy. <laughs> I will talk to you later, Chris. Everybody else, thank you for listening. And all the best with your bets. Adios. Peace.